0: You're listening to Strong Runner Chick Radio, episode 33. Through interviews with top professional, collegiate, and master's level runners, leading dietitians, coaches, sports psychologists, and runners of all shapes and sizes, we hope to spread the message that there is no one-size-fits-all approach to distance running. Now, let's get to the show. But before we get to the show, I want to give one shout out to FastZack, which is a distance-based mobile app for runners, walkers, and travelers. It generates routes in seconds based on your selected distance, nearby landmarks, parks, trails, and geographic features. Patented technology locates the user and creates a route with GPS tracking and turn-by-turn voice navigation. Whether you're in your own backyard or as you're traveling, FastSec allows you to experience your miles in a whole new way. It is free to download on Android and iOS. Hashtag get out and route.
1: Hi, Strong Runner Chicks. Welcome to another episode of SRC Radio. We're so happy to have you here, as always. Um, I don't know about you guys, but today we're recording and it seems like everybody where they are is sunshine. Megan, do you have sunshine where you are?
0: Yes, it's a beautiful day out here in oh, Utah. What it's about like you? Oh, god! Almost going to be eighty degrees today, which is pretty crazy.
1: Oh my gosh! And we're joined today by Rachel Reddy. Is that how you pronounce your last name? Peter, Peter. Peter. Oh, excuse me, Peter. Oh. Rachel oh. Peter. I'm so sorry. Um, we had
0: a Rachel Reddy on here.
1: Yes, <laughs> I'm now. I'm getting you confused with someone else. My apologies, Rachel. Um, so, Rachel, is it sunny where you are? It is, and it's been a long time coming. It's been pretty, pretty yeah. cold here in Iowa. So, yeah. Oh, I bet. I can only imagine. Well, my apologies for the mix-up there. Um, so why don't I go ahead and introduce Rachel Peter to the podcast. Um, Rachel is a junior at Central College in Pella, Iowa, majoring in vocal music education. She runs cross-country and track and is, a, and is passionate about racing and being part of a team. Rachel believes in being kind to others and working hard. So welcome again to the R- SRC Radio, Rachel. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's our pleasure. So we should probably start off by saying that Rachel has an awesome mom. Um, <laughs> she essentially wrote into SRC telling us about Rachel and how um, we should have her on the podcast. And um, Megan had forwarded me the uh, email and she was like, we got to get her on. So thank oh. you to Rachel's mother for sincerely and um honestly uh suggesting that Rachel join us today. Yeah, she's the best. <laughs> um, so Rachel, how did you get
2: your start in running? Um, I've been running ever since I could remember. Um, my mom was a runner. She's a collegiate runner actually. And so she would just go out on runs. And so I just decided to join her. And I would start I started entering in five Ks, like local five Ks, and I just became super passionate for racing. And yeah, I just love
1: running. And um did you start like did you do it in middle school or high school? How did that play out?
2: Oh yeah. I started as soon as I could in middle school. Um, and loved it, and really was drawn to the longer distances, mm-hmm. so yeah, and then competed in high school, and here
1: I am in college at Central. Oh, amazing, um, and do you have any siblings? I do, I have three brothers. Okay, do they run at all? Um, No,
2: but <clears throat> they're very athletic, so my two brothers, okay. um, they're in the army, and they've all wrestled. Oh, wow. Yeah, athletics are a super big part of my family,
1: so Oh, amazing. So cool. Um, so you, so you very, um, you kind of, when I asked about high school, I was interested to see how in depth you're going to go because what our listeners don't know is you're actually quite an all-star in high school. <laughs> you had a really great, um, c- uh, career as a high school athlete, and then you decided to attend Central College in mm-hmm. Pella, Iowa. Um, so I guess what was the recruitment process like for you?
2: Well, I definitely knew I wanted to continue running in high school or in college, but I also knew I wanted to be super involved on campus. And so I knew a smaller college would probably be the right fit for me. Um, And so I visited a lot of different smaller um, colleges, talked to a bunch of coaches, and Central just really felt at home. Um, The coaches were very much... um, they told me I could be involved in as much as I wanted on campus because I'm heavily involved in music as well as running. So yeah, that was, Central just feels like home and it's
1: been a really good fit for me. Mm-hmm. And is it a small school? Yeah, it's pretty small. Pretty small. Okay, cool. I hadn't heard of it ever before and so yeah, I was yeah. just wondering like kind of what. It's a
2: preschool? school. Yeah.
1: Oh, w- Awesome. That's even I. We when I where I went to um, undergrad, there were like four or five D three schools surrounding my school, and I love the small closeness of all of them. It was really cool.
2: Exactly. It's the perfect fit for me.
1: Oh, good. I'm so happy to hear that. Um, And so you are majoring in excuse me, vocal music education. Uh, Yeah, Megan. I don't think we've ever had a vocal music education (laughs) major on here. Yeah. Tell us what that's like.
2: Um, So basically, I want to be a music teacher is my ultimate goal. Cool. So of all ages. I'm not for sure what grade yet. Um, so yeah, I love um, teaching. I love kids and I love music. Um, and so I'll be a music teacher someday, hopefully. And then I also will probably end up coaching cross country
1: and track. <laughs> <I'm-> oh, amazing. <laughs> That's really cool. And um, do you hope to uh, like I don't know if this is a possibility, but do you specialize in any sort of music or is it just general music education?
2: Um so we I specialize in vocal music education. so okay, if I to the middle school or high school level, I would be teaching choir.
1: Gotcha, okay. Mm-hmm. that uh, that would make sense with the name of the major. Um, yes. and then, do you want to work with any um, age range? Do you have an age range you'd like? Um,
2: well, I've had experience in all K through 12,
1: and I cool. can't decide yet. I love all
2: grades, so we'll see. I'll start student teaching um, here next year, so
0: yeah.
2: Oh, that's are you excited to student teach? I'm very excited. It will mm-hmm. be different, but it will be
0: fun.
1: Mm-hmm. Megan, did you have to do any sort of internship or student teaching with your uh, program in undergrad?
0: I didn't. No, did you?
1: Um, no, I did internships, but I don't know if that's the same thing. But it was still really cool to be a part yeah. of. Like my internships were kind of like student teaching, but um, I can imagine Rachel that it's so exciting to get into, like finally put yourself in like the actual. Oh, this is the role that I'm gonna have. You know, whereas like now it's like okay, I'm sitting and taking my classes, but then you actually get real world application, and it's pretty cool.
2: Exactly. Yeah.
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. So um. Uh- we know that you're a pretty busy collegiate athlete, as we all are when we're in collegiate athletics. How do you manage balance, balancing your academics and athletics?
2: Well, I really think like being so involved keeps me accountable. I only have so much time in the day to get my stuff done, so when I have that time, I do it. So I just have this theory that if I wasn't so involved, I would probably procrastinate and not be as good of a student as I am.
1: So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm interested, you may have mentioned this, but maybe I just like didn't hear it or I was thinking about something else or in the next question, what are some of the things that you're really interested in on campus or a part of on campus that, you know, define you aside from being an athlete or an academic, just like other areas of your life that you like to highlight?
2: Yeah, sure. So I'm in, um, the choir here on campus. It's, um, a huge tr- tradition here on campus. It's cappella choir. We're a 60 voice choir, so um, I sing with them a lot. Um, we, I've gotten to travel to Germany, and I've traveled to New York with them, so we're a pretty established choir, mm-hmm. so I'm involved with that and a bunch of other little music ensembles, so yeah.
1: Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and do you write your own music at all, or do you play an instrument? Yeah, I play piano, guitar.
2: Um, um, I've written my m- own music too for um, music theory and all that. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's definitely another passion of mine besides running.
1: Oh, I can definitely tell. It's nice to be multifaceted and have all these different areas and layers to us. That's um, I know Megan tries to highlight quite a bit in um, More Than a Runner series that we do. So um, very cool that you're part of such an amazing choir, it sounds like, as well.
2: Yeah, I love it. <laughs>
1: Um, so this is kind of where we want to get into why we had decided to have Rachel on the podcast. Um, in addition to having an awesome mom who wrote to us, she has a pretty incredible story. Um, so Rachel, in the fall of your junior year, you noticed you had pain in your leg during some of your races. Tell us kind of about this experience, maybe what was going on in your head or anything along those lines.
2: Um, yeah, so I started, um, noticing pain in my left leg um around my knee about right where like the it band connects is where Mm -hmm. um i felt the pain um and it just slowly kept getting worse and worse um and more serious and more serious so i started going to athletic trainers um physical therapist um to really try to figure out what was going on Um, they thought it was muscular um like it band syndrome Mm -hmm. um or something so we treated it as that um but nothing was working It got um, more and more worse, and eventually I was not able to get on my leg at all. So I'd run and just it would kind of like kind of collapse almost. And um, I'd try to lift, I noticed it a lot in my lifting. Um, I'd try to get down to full squat, but more and more I couldn't, wasn't able to lift as much as I could anymore. It just slowly kept getting worse, and it was unlike anything I've ever experienced before. I've had minor injuries, but it was a lot different than. A muscle injury is what I started noticing.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, and how did that affect you kind of physically and mentally? What was that like, you know, being, were you in the middle of your season, I guess I should ask? Yeah, or I was in the heart of the season, and I had um, big
2: goals for mm-hmm. my season. Um, I have two seniors on the team, Evie and Holly, and we were really gunning for making nationals as a team, mm-hmm. um, and so we all had big goals. We were the three captains, um, and so mentally I was just denying like that I was you know it was serious that something was really hurting Mm
0: -hmm.
2: Um, so I just kept denying it I mean I was treating it as much as I could Um, but
1: yeah yeah I can imagine that was challenging for both you and for your co-captains as well because I know it sounds like you have a great relationship where you all wanted each other to succeed Mm -hmm. so it must have been challenging for everybody to kind of realize, oh, there's something not quite right with Rachel, or Rachel seems to be in pain, or whatever it might be. That must have been hard.
2: Yeah, it was was really hard. They were very supportive, but it was Mm -hmm. mentally hard for everyone and me. Mm -hmm. So
0: So in figuring out what this pain was, um, when did you receive the diagnosis? How long after you had started having symptoms?
2: Um, It was in November. It was only Um, a couple weeks before I had to end up getting surgery. um, The uh, athletic trainers um, were basically like, okay, Rachel, we've tried everything. I think you need to go to the doctor. So I went to the doctor and got an Mm x-ray.
0: And upon that x-ray, did they diagnose you with a giant cell tumor in your femur?
2: 45 minutes later, he came in and told me that um, and showed me the x-ray and said that it was a giant cell tumor. So yeah, and I saw the big black circle. It was no denying that.
1: Um, What was your reaction like upon receiving that diagnosis? Yeah, so I wasn't expecting that
2: at all. Yeah. For sure. For sure. I was not expecting that at all. Um. But I saw the x-ray and I think that helped a lot because it was very clear that something was not right in the x-ray. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that helped a lot. Um, started telling me. I told my team first they were out on the course doing doing a workout. So I went out and told them. Um, I was in shock up until that point and when I told them I just kind of broke down and cried.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, but they were all so supportive but yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My gosh I can imagine and um, I guess for people who are listening, um, so Rachel was diagnosed with a giant cell tumor, essentially in her femur, um, and it's very rare, from what I understand. Is that correct? Yep,
2: Um, about one in a million get it a year, I believe. That's oh my gosh.
1: So and it has no known cause.
2: Nope, has nothing to do with running or anything.
1: Oh my gosh. Um, So I guess could you tell for those of us who are listening um, or tuning in today? What kind of, uh, could you tell us a little bit more about the condition? Like what happens exactly in the body when you get a tumor mm-hmm. of the size?
2: Um, So it's a giant cell tumor of the bone. Um, It's a benign, non-cancerous tumor, um, but it's aggressive. It grows really fast mm-hmm. um, and it basically takes over the bone. Um, so yeah, it grew. They think mine was going for about three months and the amount that they took out from my bone was about softball sized. So it grew in a short amount of time. It grew pretty fast.
1: Oh my goodness. And you, and there was no like lump on the outside of your skin, was no. there?
2: No, there was some swelling, um, but it was all in the bone. So it was all like squished
1: in the bone. Um, so you couldn't oh see. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. Wow. So essentially, was this tumor kind of um, like deteriorating your bone? Is that the right word to use maybe? Exactly. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. So um, what has the recovery process been like? and how mm-hmm. how has that been for you? or what even is a recovery process? I don't even know?
2: Yeah, so you have to get surgery to remove it or else it will just keep um, t- you know it'll eventually just break the bone. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I had to get surgery um, for it. I found out and they got surgery as soon as possible. I think it was I found out and a couple weeks later I had surgery. Um, so they have, um, basically they just scrape out the tumor within the bone, um, and then they fill it with bone graft. Mm-hmm. So they filled my bone with, uh, bone graft, um, and then, um, I couldn't walk, like, bare weight for six weeks, mm-hmm. um, in order to let that bone really,
1: um, heal, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, did they have to put, like, screws or plates or anything into your knee or or leg or to support it or i don't know
2: um they usually do actually for most patients um just so you can start getting to walk faster Uh but me being a runner the surgeon knew i was a runner and knew i wanted to continue running, running as soon as my bone healed um he decided that since i was so small to not put um plates or screws in because he thought it would cause more Uh, damage to my running Mm -hmm. in in the future because the plates and screws would probably just end up irritating my muscles and would make running um, a lot more painful in the future. Oh gosh, well Mm
1: -hmm. good good for your doctor to be able to kind of go against what you know is quote-unquote normal for this type of recovery. That was amazing of him.
2: Yeah, he's an amazing surgeon. I'm super grateful for him. The bone tumor has a about a 25% chance of coming back, but, um, he's a really good surgeon and he has about 18% chance of coming back. Okay. so good at what he does. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: So, um, obviously in being injured, you weren't able to run, correct?
2: Yep. Yep. I was not able to run. I couldn't walk actually for six weeks. And then I basically had to learn how to walk with crutches and then, Um, Eventually got off the crutches in a couple months.
0: I can imagine that was pretty challenging, not only physically, but probably mentally as well, not being able to run for that long. Um, How did you go about coping with that? And if anything, what helped you to be able to cope with the process?
2: Yeah, it was very mentally taxing, Um, probably one of the most mentally brutal things I've ever gone through. Um, I couldn't have done it without. Um, I'll just all the people that I rely on in my life and all the support that I've gotten Um, I just really had to learn more than any any other time. I've ever had to in my life how to rely on people um, How to talk to people about what I was going through Um, Yeah, so Mm -hmm. I've I've done it without the people in my life. That's for sure
1: Mm -hmm. What was it like to try to talk to people about what you're going through because Um, And the reason I ask that is because when someone says tumor, they immediately think cancer. And so I'm sure that many people were confused and were like, oh, no, no, it's not cancer. But I do have a tumor, or did have a tumor, I guess I should say.
2: Yeah, Um, yeah, no, that was actually really hard when I would, like, run into people on the street. You know, they would just be like, oh, did you tear your MCL or ACL? And then you'd have mm -hmm. to say, "No, I had giant cell tumor, and it's so rare, and people don't know what that is, so you'd have to explain it. So, yeah, that was really hard. I would have – a lot of people say, oh, so you won't be able to ever run again. Mm. And that was probably really hard is like people thought, you know, that I'm not going to be able to run again. And that Mm. has never been a thought that's come across my mind. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, I can imagine too, like trying to explain to people because it's, it's such a serious, you know, uh, diagnosis that, you know, saying, oh, I'm going to run again. And then being like, okay, Rachel, you know, like, we'll support you, but I don't know if you'll actually be able to, you know, sort of a thing Mm -hmm. that must've been quite frustrating too.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's been hard. Um, I think it helps the doctor. The surgeon was very encouraging about me getting back to running. He said running would actually help the bone heal faster. Mm -hmm. Um, that that helps to tell people like, Hey, it's okay that I'm going to be running. It's actually going to help my body heal. Um, and you know, running is what helped me diagnose the, uh, you know, what it was sooner. Mm -hmm. Um, Most people find out by too late that it already breaks the bone, but because Mm -hmm. I'm so aware of what's going on in my body, because I'm a runner, um, I was able to,
1: you know, really go to the doctor sooner than uh, most people are. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Definitely. It's always interesting because I feel like there are many people who say, oh, running will hurt your bones and like, don't run because you'll to hurt them or whatever. <laughs> I just said that twice, but, um, so it's, it's actually encouraging. And I, for some reason, I feel like I read a study that running actually helps your bones and not in just this, this form, um, that we're talking about with Rachel here, but just in general, like, I, I feel like, um, I don't even remember the study. It was a long time ago, but it was very encouraging to read it. So I'm glad to hear that for you. It's also been, um, worthwhile to keep running or hopefully keep running um more in the future. Definitely. Definitely. Um so Rachel, we always tend to ask um a question or two about just kind of about you and what your current life is up to. So what are you up to in your current life in terms of running or uh academics or anything along those lines?
2: Sure. So I'm um- I'm definitely busy, a lot going to classes and all that and preparing for, you know, to become a music teacher. Yay! Um, I'm super excited. Um, And yeah, running is definitely a big part of my life, of my daily life. Um, And just like staying um, healthy. I, Mm -hmm. you know, I try to go to the pool every morning um, and then run
1: a little bit um, and yeah. Awesome. And what do you envision for yourself running moving forward in terms of – because you said you were in the pool for a little while and uh, during the day today or any morning, and then you run a little bit in the afternoon. Do you anticipate having to do that for the rest of your time or – do you want to continue moving forward in terms of being on your team and hopefully maybe being another captain again next year?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I'll be a captain of the cross country next year. Um, So I'm really excited. Um, I plan on racing cross country and track um, next year. Um, So I'm just slowly going to build up my mileage um, to what's safe um, and healthy for me. Um, Mm -hmm. I'll get another x-ray here at the end of May um, Mm -hmm. and so if all looks well and healthy in my bone, make sure there's no recurrence going back. Then I'll just continue to up my mileage and slowly um, and safely get back to running.
1: Um, so I'll be able to race in cross country. Yeah. So does that mean that you'll have to get X-rays every few months because it could it's possibly reoccurring? How does that work?
2: Yeah, I have to get um, X-rays every three months for the next five years. So okay.
1: Okay, so lots of x-rays. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's okay. It's, you know, it's good to be safe. Mhm. You'll become best friends with the technicians. I know
2: yeah. I will. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um so Rachel, what's currently making you thrive? Like what's just like right now a source of joy for you or something that's just like makes you so happy? Um
2: I have so many happy things in my life. Um, A lot of them is all the support I get from my friends and my family. And um, they're just really encouraging um, to get me out there and and thriving. Um, I think every time I can just walk, you know, I just think about where I was in November and, you know, I would just stare at my leg and I wouldn't even be able to flex my quad. And I think about that from time to time. Like I had, I lost so much muscle from the surgery um, and just, the progress that I've made in the short couple of months really makes me thrive and, you know, to know where I will be in just a couple of months and a year from now is really encouraging that all the hard work I'm doing now um, is really going to pay off in the future. So I think
1: that really makes me thrive. <laughs>
0: Those are great things just to remind yourself of. Sorry to cut you off, Kels. No,
1: it's fine. I would just, I've like been asking so many questions. I think this diagnosis is one that's really important and so interesting because it's so rare that, you know, if someone's listening, you know, and God forbid something like this happens, you know, we have Rachel Mm -hmm. who's been wonderful in sharing her story with us, um, and I forgot the question I was going to ask. Oh, I remember the question I was going to ask. Um, so, how has your perspective on running changed then? Because you said sometimes you remember or you remind yourself, okay, I couldn't flex my quad a little while ago, and now I'm only run- I'm running. I get the chance to run again, you know. So, how do you think your perspective has changed now, and as you continue moving forward into um, you know your seasons next year?
2: Mm-hmm. Well, I just take advantage of every moment. Um, Every time I can just, you know, even make a step, um, I'm just really happy and very grateful um, for where I am. So that's definitely where my perspective has changed. Um, It's just, you know, you can't take things for granted in life. And Mm -hmm. I didn't realize that before, like that, you know, running is a gift. And now I, I really know that.
1: What's your favorite thing about running? Oh goodness! (laughs) Um, I don't know.
2: I just love how strong I feel Mm -hmm. um, and the happiness I feel. Um, I love running with others. I love running by myself. I love being outside. Mm -hmm. Um, I love racing and competing and that fire I get in my heart to, you know, be better and um, beat my times and um, smile with friends and laugh. There's so much, so many things, (sighs) uh, so many good memories that come with uh, running.
1: Mm Well, we're excited for you to have many more of them moving forward. Thank you. (laughs) Um, So, Rachel, what advice would you give your younger self? Advice I give my younger self?
2: Um, Definitely just don't take any moment for granted. Um, Anytime that you can um, run, um, just don't take it for granted and realize how
1: strong you are. um, And Yeah. Mm I like it. Um, so, uh, our last and final question is what does being a strong runner chick mean to you?
2: Um, being a strong runner chick means, um, facing adversity and coming back stronger from it. Mm
1: -hmm. That's a really good one, especially since all, all that you've been through (laughs) and, um, gosh, I can imagine it's been, it's been challenging. Um, but also sounds like you're kind of come to a point in time where you're, resolved with it and you know you're almost it sounds like you're almost more mature because of it and correct me if I'm wrong but you no, know <laughs> yeah it's almost it's yeah it's it's quite mm-hmm. refreshing and I'm really happy for you and all your success that you've had mm-hmm.
2: yeah it's been tough but it's yeah been stronger and mm-hmm. yeah
1: mm-hmm. um well, Rachel and Rachel, Peter, not ready. I'm so sorry about that again. You know, I had just sent an email to Rachel ready like a few minutes ago, so she was on my mind, and I was like, mm-hmm. oh, Rachel. Uh, anyways, my sincerest apologies about that. Um, we want to thank you for joining us on um, SRC Radio today, and hopefully, maybe we could have um, you on as a contributor in the future on the blog or mm-hmm. however, just to update us with how, how things are going. Yeah, that would be great. I would love that. <laughs> Megan, any final words from you, my friend?
0: Oh, just thanks so much for being on, Rachel. It was really great to get a chance to hear uh, your story and see the face behind the story. And for everyone listening who can't see your face to at least be able to <laughs> tune in and relate to much of what you're saying and gain some insight into into your story. So, um, yeah, thank you so much again.
1: Thank you, guys. Nice. Yeah. And please do thank your mom for writing in. That was really sweet of her and kind of her. And um, you can really tell how much she truly enjoys and obviously enjoys, but loves you quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so thank her for us uh, for writing in because we do appreciate it.
2: I will. I'm sure she'll be our first listener of the
1: podcast. Yay! <laughs> Amazing. Well, Rachel, have mm-hmm. a great evening. And Strong Runner Chicks, thanks for tuning in today wherever you are. And we hope you enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Strong Runner Chicks Radio. Do us a favor and leave a review in iTunes to help spread awareness and foster the SRC community. Additionally, make sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter at Strong Run Chick.